You're listening to another episode of the Zagger Sob here. Excited to be joined by a 2022 fellow from the NLC Frontera chapter, our friends in South Texas. Marcella Juarez is here. We'll catch up with her, hear how her institute experience is going, and also hear some of the important things she's working on as it comes to the environment, food, farming, all that good stuff. We'll get into it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right. So you're on the home stretch of your institute experience. Uh, tell folks a little bit about how that's been since you started in January 2022. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I am in the home stretch. We have about two more meetings. And uh, my experience as a 22 fellow in the South Texas Frontera chapter has really been beyond my expectations. It's been so great, you know, to make space for these conversations and kind of delve into what's going on here at the border and how we can really transform it. And, you know, uh, growing up here, working with others who have so much love and respect for the border, it just really gives me so much hope and just mas ganas to keep going and, you know, to truly (laughs) believe that we can make a difference. Um, that's going to impact the people we love, the community we love. And, you know, kind of help folks sort of picture the South Texas community, because there are very distinct regions, they're very distinct cities. How would you describe uh, the the different communities that are engaging in the fellowship right now? Where, where are folks from? So it's interesting that you asked that. Uh, so the South Texas chapter runs from Laredo to Brownsville. And I myself am a proud Laredoan. And it's interesting <laughs> being from the border, um, you kind of have different thoughts about other people from the border. But, you know, being a part of this chapter has really showed me how similar we all are, you know, uh, from the slang to the food to just the kind of experiences growing up. And so it's really made me uh, kind of expand what I consider home. Like I've always been very Laredo specific, but now I'm just really embracing all of the Rio Grande Valley and the people there and just, yeah, really realizing how how much we have in common, even though we tend to kind of uh, distinguish ourselves from one another. Yeah, that's well said. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your, your day job, I think, right? Owning a, a farm and a ranch. Tell folks a little bit about that. Yes. So I am the owner and farm manager of Palo Blanco Farm and Ranch. It is a family owned and run uh, sustainable farm and ranch operation here in Laredo, Texas. Um, So the land that we are working has actually been in my family for over 160 years. And I actually grew up on this land. Uh, My parents were educators and I really didn't know you could have a career in agriculture or be a farmer or rancher anymore. But uh, it was my passion, what I pursued in school. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized this is what we need. My community needs fresh, local, healthy food options that are grown in a sustainable way. And so um, started my journey, you know, through uh, my college courses, uh, went on to get my master's degree in sustainable ag and hydroponics. 
and uh, moved back to Laredo in 2020 after working in Boulder, Colorado, managing a hydroponic uh, greenhouse there for cannabis production. And it all just kind of fell into place. It's always been my plan to come back and do something with the ranch, but it happened a lot sooner than expected. And um, it's been really great. You know, the reception from the community has been nothing but love and support, just saying how much Laredo needs us, how much the uh, border needs us. And working with my family has been the biggest blessing, Um, just so supportive in all these kind of crazy things that we're trying to do out here. And what's the biggest misconception about farming, owning a ranch in general? I, I, I don't have much background in that world myself. And I suspect some of our listeners would not either. What would you want folks to know or what kind of misconceptions would you want to dispel? That's a great question. So the biggest misconception, I think, uh, especially, you know, kind of being in Texas, that ag has to be like big cattle and farm uh, operations, huge tractors, Uh, very much the kind of stereotypical big ag uh, production, you know, one field Mm -hmm. with one crop monocultures um, that you have to be a man, that you have to be rich, that you have to be white to be (laughs) a successful farmer. And so, yeah, I kind of don't tick any of those boxes. So I'm very excited to be a part of the uh, agriculture industry here in Texas and hoping to, you know, show people that it's, that's not the case and that's not the future. Yeah. Well said. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about life in South Texas and what's going on in that part of the country and the world. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of, new leaders and progressive folks are trying to figure out how to kind of live out their values when it comes to to food and to farming and the land. How do you sort of advise folks to be more informed about choices that they're making when they're thinking about those kind of topics? Um, so really, I believe the way to go is trying to support local, support your small scale farmers. You know, they're often the ones who grow um in a more holistic approach, those who are uh, going to be making the most impact, even though it may not seem like it. So I really, really uh, suggest that if you want to, you know, have food you can feel good about, which is what we're all about here, um, supporting local, you know, go to your farmer's markets, you know, try and support community supported agriculture in your area. It may seem like you're not doing much, but really you're supporting the next generation of farmers and you're making a huge impact just by uh, sourcing local food. And then last thing, you know, being from Texas is such a, a, an interesting place. I grew up in Houston. I, I know Texas fairly well, but it's definitely changed a lot politically and in other ways in the last, you know, five to seven years. And I know South Texas is, is evolved a lot politically, too. What kind of things would you want folks to know about what's uh, kind of the top of mind issues for, for folks in that part of the state? So uh, we actually have, um, you know, a few issues that have been emerging that I myself am kind of just being um, being brought to my attention, having moved back after being gone for about seven years. And of course, we had to fight. Uh, the border wall, and that was going to come right through Laredo, and it was actually going to cut through one of our ranches. 
um, but also things just about like water and clean air and, you know, really taking care of our communities um, from the land to the people and ensuring that we're not being taken advantage of by big industries who are looking to kind of make a profit and, um, you know, kind of take advantage of land that can often be viewed as less desirable and, um, yeah, we, we really got to uh, take care of just the quality because it is really hot down here. And, uh, you know, we're feeling the effects of climate change and seeing those big industries kind of move in. Yeah. Well, listen, so glad you were able to come on. Thanks for letting us know about the work that you're doing in, in that part of, of Texas. And so excited for you to wrap up your, your institute experience. Uh, thanks so much for, for being a guest on The Zag. And thanks, everyone, for listening. You can catch all the episodes that are up, all the places you get your podcasts. Make sure to check those out. And, of course, follow us on Instagram at The Zag Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll catch you soon. Mm-hmm.